Hey, I'm sitting here with my uncle Jack. <clears throat> Are you? What? You just turned ninety, right, Uncle Jack? Yes, I did. <clears throat> now, when you were eighteen years of age, you know, I was recently reading this book on uh, Hiroshima, and uh, you went over after one of the bombs. W where were you, Uncle Jack? Well, I was with the United States Navy Seabees, and we were we landed in Nagasaki, uh, Japan. Shortly after the bomb was dropped, and we didn't have any place to stay or anything because it was a mess. So what do you mean you had no place we to stay? So know, what did you do? Where did well, you stay? We, we slept out on the dock the first few days, and then we had an abandoned building that was, that was partially destroyed by the bomb, and they let us stay in there for a while. And we unloaded the ships uh, coming in. We unloaded a ship coming in. And the civilians were mostly out of in the mountains in the surrounding area. Now, was that pre-Hiroshima? That was the first no, bomb? No, uh, Nagasaki was the second bomb. Oh, that's because they didn't they didn't relent after the first one, they, did they? They didn't they didn't agree to surrender uh, after Hiroshima, and I guess they were forewarned that this might happen. Because even Stalin was uh, was 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 going to invade, uh, right? Well, you know, I was only eighteen years old and. We left Hawaii on a ship, and then we were going to Saipan, and we were going to join the 2nd Marine Division, so we were, we were in training. And, of course, we didn't know where we were going, because nobody tells you where you're going. But we, were, could have been, we would have been in, with the Marines in the invasion of Japan, which they said there were going to be many, many casualties on both sides. Like, they talk like a million casualties between the two sides. So you thought, you think it's better that, I know when they dropped that bomb, what, 45,000 people were killed instantaneously, another 60,000 were wounded. It's just horrific, and you wonder how Truman could face God, but at the same time, by those 100,000 people dying, how many lives were saved? At least a million on our side, and maybe another million on their side? Oh, I, I would think it was, uh, it was a terrible decision to make, but uh, I think Truman had to do what he did. He was. He, he had. He had a lot of courage. I mean, yeah, the, the guts to be a, yeah. a true leader and to make that yeah. to be decisive. Let me ask you this, um, because even when uh, uh, Bob Graham was, is it Bob Graham who was the writer? Who's the writer that wrote the, all the President's Men? Uh, oh, Bob Woodward came to town. Mm -hmm. I remember he said, and he was, you know, he's a Democrat guy as far as I know, and and he said about Obama. Obama froze. He says it just happens once in a while. Yeah. I mean, history will write that Obama froze. Uh, whether you liked him or didn't like him, here's a guy that really did like Obama and yet said he froze. He couldn't make the decision, you know, for for those kids being uh, uh, the chemi chemicals over in, um, where is it? Uh, uh, in Syria? Syria, yeah, yeah. So anyway, now you said when you first landed that there was a terrible smell? Yeah, there was a very, it was a, I still remember that there was, the place had a pretty bad smell to it. The whole area. Now, was it totally destroyed? I mean, the only picture I remember seeing is uh, there was a, a, a the entranceway to a temple or one of those things that's freestanding, and that was the only thing standing. Beyond that, just miles of well, just... The only thing I remember is that there was uh, some of the big smokestacks. The bomb left that, and they stood up, but a lot of the buildings were totally gone. The buildings were all... Even steel buildings were bent from the heat, I guess. Bent. Couldn't, it, they were twisted like 
because of the heat, the tremendous heat that the bomb now, let off. Were you, were you there before? I they... didn't know anything. Of course, we didn't know what a, it was called a secret weapon to us when we were on our way. We didn't know what an atomic bomb was even at that time. So you get there and think, wow, what is this devastation? We yeah, we, then, then we found out what it was, but it was new to everybody. Let's face the fact that when the scientists first developed this bomb on there, they had they were pretty nervous about the first time they tested it. Even no, if they, they didn't know. They didn't know how much reaction this was going to oh, cause. Oh yeah, could have set the whole world on fire. They, they didn't know how 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 bad a chain reaction might be. To the, that, that's what they were worried about when they Splitting tested. Splitting an atom does yeah, that. They, yeah, that's the kind of power I'm that's inside an atom. Uh, well, I'm not a, I'm not much of a, into the atomic energy business, but obviously it uh, it was something that they weren't sure exactly what was going to happen. Now, when you got there, had they cleaned up the bodies yet, or did, was that part of what you did, or what were you we there We didn't do? clean up any bodies. The, the divers were, we had some divers in our battalion that they were cleaning at the harbor, and that's where we were at the harbor where the ships come in. And what were you to, you were a CB, right? Yeah. And what, was, is, what is a CB? What does that stand it's for? It's a construction, Naval Construction Battalion. Construction battalion. Yeah, they call the CBs. That's what they're nicknamed. They started at the beginning of World War II. And that's what you were. Were you an engineer? Were you a. I was, you I was a seaman. I became. Uh, I became. A, my title before I was discharged, I became a shipfitter. What I really did was a lot of uh, plumbing and pipe work. We had to do. Uh, we had to fix up a base in East Ohio's, which is a town about 20 minutes outside of Nagasaki. And uh, it was an old Japanese training base, but of course they didn't have. We had to have water supplies, and we had to build uh, a new ba you know, bathrooms and facilities for the for the officers and all that stuff. And uh, and uh, that was that was one. Of the, we had a drinking. We had to build a, a big tank for water supplies because we couldn't drink their water. So what did, what did you bring in your own water on ship, or did you collect the rainwater, well, or what? And but, but, could you even drink the rainwater at this time because that had to be poisoned from the atomic well, blast, right? Well, I'm talking about we were outside of Nagasaki. It was out. We were about uh, probably, I say twenty twenty miles outside of in East Ohio. Now, if it wasn't for that bomb, we we stayed we, in Nagasaki at first. Yeah, and then we were moved out to this other town. Now, if it wasn't for that bomb, you said before to me off off air that uh, you probably wouldn't be alive. Well, there's a pretty good chance that I might not be here today. Yeah. And you said they estimated a million lives on just our side alone were saved because of Truman having the guts between to the, between the uh, Japanese and and us. There would have been many, many casualties. They're they're talking like a million probably. Now, was yeah. Eisenhower the president before Truman? No, Eisenhower was after Truman. So was it Truman that uh, was belligerent and wouldn't even talk to Eisenhower when he came to the White House? I know there was some story, uh, historical oh, I don't know about history, that, uh, that uh, you know, uh, one wouldn't talk to the other I, or something. I, I really, I don't know anything about that. Okay, so let's, let's go back. So there you land as a CB, and uh, the devastation's before you. Yes. What about it? Just what, first of all, you, now you're 90 years of age. Are You're more willing to talk about this. I presume for many years you wouldn't talk about it. That's what your wife said, my aunt, Kathy. 
Well, I never really thought much of talking about it, you know. But uh, I was, uh, I found that the Japanese people were just like people all over the world. They didn't want more any more than we did. They didn't want, they were, the people were very honest. After we got there, they were very honest. And we saw the ones that got, even even a lot of them that got burned from the bomb, and we saw them afterwards. And uh, so, in other words, you occupied though for a while. That was we, American well, territory after that bomb. I was occupied right? for uh, I was there like from September to the following May. So we were all part of the occupation forces. Yeah. Now it was against the the rules of engagement though to bomb helpless citizens, and yet that's what Truman did do. I mean, these are a hundred thousand. Citizens, 45 that were killed instantaneously, 60,000 that were maimed well, for life. I think a decision was the right decision because the war was going to go on and on with a land invasion. And to invade Japan through those islands would have been... Hell on earth. Would have been horrific oh. for both for both sides. And they, and they, I guess they were... I understood they were giving... They dropped leaflets and gave them a lot of warnings. And... The Japanese government didn't ignore them for a while, I guess. And then after the second bomb, that kind of did it. Yeah, like exactly, it was that, the second bomb. Yeah. Then, yeah. then they surrendered because they wouldn't yeah. surrender after Hiroshima. Right. Even though it, what was it? Stalin was going to come in with the Russians and well, he was going to knock them for a loop, right? Well, Stalin. We won't talk about Stalin right now. <laughs> what do you why? What do you recollect about well, Stalin? Well, because Stalin, you never know what he was going to do. <laughs> he was our ally, or they were our ally, of course. At that but, point, uh, yeah. no. But uh, there was always nobody for sure what the Russians were going to do on, on uh, the other side of China, you know? Now you're a 90-year-old guy in your 91st year of living on this earth. What are your reflections on the fact that it seems like man has warred from the beginning of time, nothing much has changed except the uh, the weaponry. Well, World War Two was a war of survival for us civilized countries, really. And I know as a kid, I was only a kid. 18 and, years of age, and, right? And everybody that was in the service thought, well, this will be the last war we'll have, right? It doesn't seem like it has worked that way. It just flare-ups all over. It's still going on all over the world. So, Finally, Uncle Jack, how's your faith? My faith? Your faith in the Lord. Well, what do you think he thinks about all this maiming and murdering and raping and pillaging and the pride of man, the arrogance of wanting power, the semblance of power, right. when in fact, in the end, nobody has power but well, God himself? I don't think I can answer that question. <laughs> God uh, gave man, we were created with free will, and we have the freedom to do our own things and make our own life, and uh, we better watch out. We better watch out. Thank you, Uncle Jack. Oh, you're welcome. And thanks for serving. Thanks for serving when you were 18 years of age. This is the Mayor of the Airways. Got to take a break.